This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in what I don't get Wednesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, Jake Meyer here producing the product. He's the co-host of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Thanks for being with us. We're live from Mile High Sports Studios in the Tech Center here in Colorado. Uh, just wrapped up the radio show, which we do every single day, 98.1 FM, milehighsports.com, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Go check out Jake and I. If you like the podcast, you'll love the radio show. But this is Broncos Bliss Podcast. We are midweek here. Uh, the feelings, the mood, uh, like the weather, Jake, like the fall weather has changed around here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hardened our hearts a little bit and souls and taking the belief away um, of all of the, you know, the grand grandeur that we thought was possible after a 3 and 0 start um this is the biggest game of the season for the broncos a must win would be an understatement um two teams equally and evenly matched in lots of ways equally needing it so desperately for their season for their big picture kind of perspective, a narrative on who and what these two teams are. Um, this one's, Jake, is about as big of a game as the Broncos have played in three or four seasons. Yes, this is huge for the Broncos, and it's huge for the Raiders as well. Um, both of them had, you know, the exact same start to their season. Their first five games, uh, 3-0, and and then lost their last two. Um, but who needs this game more to me i think the raiders need this game more um there's two ways to look at it the raiders at the beginning of their season played some tough competition and got those wins so later on you know when they are going to play some lesser competition throughout the rest of their schedule then they don't really need this win as much but considering the john gruden effect and how much they need to bounce back and not lose three straight games and losing their head coach, I think the Raiders need a little bit more. With that being said, the Broncos, they're one loss away from losing three games in a row as well. And they still have to play the Browns and some tougher competition on their schedule. Um, so the Raiders need it just maybe a little bit more, but the Broncos wow. need it just, Do the just a, a little bit more less. Than the, Broncos. the Raiders don't have a head coach. Their season's over. You think so? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, there's going to be some, you know, um, blowback. There's going to be all kinds of, from the coaching searches to what's my future, to the coaches, what's my future. Um, the Raiders' season is over with. And I thought it was a little bit, they're living a little bit of a lie, and it was some fool's gold anyways. So the combination of those two things, Raiders win six, seven, eight games, um, which Again, there's, they're not as bad as some of the bad teams in the league, but they have some work to do. I think a new head coach would uh, be a good thing for the Raiders. Um, that's a bad thing for the Broncos because Gruden, like our caller Jerry called and said, Gruden's a, uh, Gruden's a loser with the Raiders. He hasn't made them better. He hasn't made them better other than a little bit of a start to this season. Um, he's been uh, dramatically, you know, less than advertised and underachieved for 10 years and $100 million. So if I'm afraid they're going to bring in some young, hotshot, innovative, McVay-like, uh, Kingsbury-like dude who sees things differently, 
Um, it's not like they've never done anything like that before. They hired Lane Kiffin, of barely 30-something years old. Um, uh, they'll search high and low for uh, a coaching candidate. It could be in any way, shape, and form. Um, and I hope he's not better than Gruden. Period. So who needs it more? I think the Broncos need it more. The Raiders are a loser football operation and brand in general. The Broncos are a once proud brand um, just recently removed from um, a Super Bowl winning season and really, really incredible success. I think the Broncos need it. The further away you get from greatness and you slide into obscurity and poop football, the harder it is to dig your way out of that. It's like um, we have a little dog, and it's just a little dog. But if you don't clean up the poop for a few days, he's got poops everywhere in the yard. <laughs> if you just go every, you know, if you stay on top of it, then it's just a little bit of poop. But if you leave it, then all of a sudden, like, how many dogs do you guys have? There's shit everywhere back here. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I don't know if the analogy's perfect. It's a great analogy. Thank you. Um, so... I like the question, who needs it more between these Raiders and these Broncos? How do you define it? Who needs it more right now for this season? Who needs it more, you know, bigger pitcher? As a franchise, definitely the Broncos. Uh, yeah, but also, you know, let me play a different card here. Uh, 30-year-old Derek Carr. If he can't get into the playoffs again, and even if he has 27 touchdowns against 10 or 12 picks and the numbers look good, the truth is he's not like a playoff caliber put-on-your-shoulders type of quarterback, which would say, you know, is would he be an upgrade here? Yeah, maybe. Would be an upgrade to Kirk Cousins? Yeah, maybe. Would be an upgrade to... Jimmy G? To Jimmy G? Eh, close. Would he be an upgrade to um, Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. But there's still 10 other quarterbacks who I'd rather have in a heartbeat over Derek Carr. And I would have to settle for Derek Carr. I'd be settling on Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. So the Raiders can come back and run it back with Derek Carr again and settle on Derek Carr. Or what I would do is bring Derek Carr back, but I'd draft a quarterback in the first round or the second round who's breathing down his neck, who's pushing him, who I'm seeing if you know that guy can take it to the next level. It's, is that only if they don't make the playoffs? No, no matter what. That's okay. how I get down with my quarterbacks anyways. Once my quarterback gets 30 years old, I'm I, I'm figuring a contingency plan out. And I'm not waiting until he's 34 or 35 that I hope my guy has four or five more years to do it. I'm going to do it now because sometimes that 30, 31, 32, 33 is when the wheels come off. Back in my day, Jake, that's when guys started to get old quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. They don't all play to their 40, you know, so... Um, you could say the same thing about Teddy Bridgewater to to a degree. Um, he hasn't had um, you know nearly the amount of opportunities that Derek Carr's had. He hasn't had one franchise that put their belief yeah. in him. He's bounced around the league. I He's this, not quite thirty. I do the same with Teddy, but the premise is Teddy's 28 mm -hmm. you have two more years of what could Teddy be while you're trying to maybe find the next your own Josh Allen or Mahomes that seems to be um, a pretty good course for the future plan of what this franchise is going to be at the quarterback position if you don't get Russell Wilson and if you don't get um, Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, barring like those two guys, I don't want Garoppolo. I don't want Kirk Cousins after they're willing to move on. Like, they might move on from Carr. I don't want those type of guys because I already have one in Teddy. I'm ready to find the next great one or go trade for the current great one. Period. That's just it. That's just it. That's totally just what it's about. And you know what, Jake? I would, uh, if I got to run it back with Teddy and those guys go back to their teams, 
I'm going to draft a guy and move back into the first round to draft a guy. So I have him an extra year under contract. Uh, I'm going to draft a guy in the second round. And do you know what? I'm going to draft another quarterback, Jake, in the fifth round or the fourth round or the mm-hmm. sixth or the seventh round. Two. Two of them. And Try gonna, to compete. Well, Drew Locke can hit the bricks. And Brett Rippon, a swell guy, whatever. They can go to, you know, they could, there'll be other jobs for those guys. Um, no disrespect to them, but um, they'll be no better than the two guys off the street who I'll bring in. And with the mindset of who's my next Tom Brady, sixth, seventh round, you know, unsung Hineke. And then who's the guy who is um, falling through the cracks like Mahomes slightly or Russell Wilson or um, a guy like that, like Lamar Jackson, such as. And, you know, going back to the Broncos and the Raiders, who needs this game more? After the Raiders, the Broncos face the the Browns and the Washington football team. Two pretty tough teams. I mean, Washington's, you know, they were a playoff team last year. This year they've regressed quite a bit. But, you know, Hineke's playing great. Uh, that defense is stout. And the Broncos, they, they, they might lose three straight games or three straight games if they uh, – um, Sorry, that would be like six straight games if they yeah, if they I, lose this I, game. I, those three straight on top of now whatever might happen against these Raiders. Right. So, so that, that's, that's another reason why this is a must win. I totally agree. Right. With and you. then the Raiders, they got the Eagles and the Giants right after the Broncos. So some two fledgling teams in the NFC East, the yeah. worst division in football. But do you know what, Jake? See, the, the way we're talking about it and the way it feels, the complexion, if they beat the Raiders, will be different. Because then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's good when they took care of the Raiders. Uh, Browns don't look great. Uh, Baker, all that kind of stuff. They can go in there and win a slugfest. Uh, uh, 19 to 17, 20 mm-hmm. to 17 type of game. And then the same will be true against Washington. Yes. So who would you rather have? Um, if being this current Broncos team, two more teams like the Bills, Ravens, fire, you know, launchers, you know, throw it, you have to go score 30 to beat them? Or do you want a team like the Browns and Washington actually still, in a lot of ways, shapes up and plays into, like, the Broncos' favor just based off of who they are, where they are, what they have, and what those two teams are? Theoretically, you can win, if you beat the Raiders, win one of those two next games. Yes, that confidence goes up a and, lot. And um, you go from four and two to um, splitting with the uh, Redskins and splitting um, splitting with the Browns. You'd be five and three. And then, like you said, your opportunity to um, become a playoff team happens with those next two games and the shit Giants and the poop Eagles, right? Right. So survive right now, Broncos. Win this game against, um, win this game against the Raiders, okay. Split one of your next two with the Browns and with Washington. I know it's easier said than done, but this this can happen depending on how the Broncos look and how they bounce back this week. Then um, you're five and three, and you got two bad teams in front of you. A chance to be seven and three, um, six and four, six and four still puts you in position to make a playoff run. With the Bengals and with the Lions still on tap and with the Raiders on tap again and with whatever the Chargers will be for better or for worse on tap. So let's call this the halfway point of the podcast. Good stuff so far. Um, I think it's a very interesting conversation. Um, also, we love we love DraftKings, okay? They're a partner of this pat, uh, podcast and they're a partner, official sports betting partner of the NFL, 
So another week in the books means uh, one less opportunity you have this NFL season to have won the big money. But DraftKings is going to make it happen for you guys and give you another opportunity again because new customers can bet just $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Okay? Um, no strings. That's the real deal. Uh, DraftKings customers also can get in on these same-game parlays, which are very rare. Not a lot of people in places do this kind of stuff. Combine multiple bets from the same game for one big payout. Uh, the more legs you add, the more money you win. That's kind of what it is, basically. Uh, DraftKings safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw um, your money at your convenience. Very simple, very easy. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Uh, bet $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team just scores a point. So that's promo code MHS this week of DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Jake, what's next? So um, looking at how these teams got to where they were. Yeah, um, where they are. Where they are now, yeah. 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 So the Raiders... You know, they had one of the hottest starts in the NFL. Can we go game by game? We'll go game by okay. game. Beat the Raiders. Beat the Ravens. Ravens, They. Uh, it was a, a great game. Um, I think it was uh, overtime. Uh, yeah, overtime, 33-27. Derek Carr had 435 oh, yards. Oh, we remember that game. Went back and forth. It looked like both teams had won it two or three different mm-hmm. times. That was actually one of the best games of the NFL season. Right. And next week, they uh, beat the Steelers by nine. Um, but once again, Derek Carr, nearly 400 yards passing, 382 and two tutties. Um, they didn't even need Josh Jacobs for that game. He was hurt uh, with turf toe. Um, Henry Ruggs, that was his breakout game with 113 yards and a tutty. Yeah. After that, you know, they, uh, they beat the Dolphins in another overtime thriller. Uh, I thought they were going to lose that game. They were down bad. They were um, getting hammered by Jacoby yeah. Brissett and, and the Dolphins. But they came back, showed some resiliency, and won the game. So they had a great start to their season, those three games. Then yeah. they came back to reality. The Chargers, Justin Herbert. Uh, it's very difficult to beat a guy like like Herbert. Their defense couldn't contain him. Uh, three touchdowns for Herbert. Twenty-eight to fourteen loss to the Chargers. Okay. And just last week, a loss to the Bears and their rookie quarterback Justin Fields, who didn't even have to do much. Um, he he only had one hundred eleven yards and a touchdown, but twenty to nine. That was what when happened this, to the Raiders last week. That was kind of when that the Gruden news first came out. Yeah, it came and out on then Friday. There's some talk too that they knew more was about to drop, so maybe everyone was kind of on pins and needles. Um, certainly not, you know, the attention wasn't to the Bears. Um, okay, so what we thought what the Raiders had done through three weeks was the best of any team in in the NFL, right? That and that's kind of true. Um, I don't know if now as everything the season plays itself out, if we'll still feel the same and look back at their wins uh, and their losses as being such quality as we do now. Only time will tell. What we do know is that the Raiders, um, the attention, the focus, the questions, uh, the players, well, did you ever fill and get the vibe he was racist? What was your relationship with coach and this and that? And um 
I think that's draining. I think that it takes attention away uh, from a team. I think it's deflating a little bit. Um, I'll give some pros and cons for this week. That's that's some of it. On the flip, I think Derek Carr will be more involved in the offense and in his play calling than he'll have ever have been in his life. Yeah. Um, and now he's being, you know, he's 30 years old. Um, that's a good thing and a bad thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes, again, what he likes and wants to do isn't always what's maybe best for even himself, you know? Right. And that's why coaches don't play or coach so anymore, you know? So um, I think that's uh, some pros and some cons there. The rallying around kind of um, one cause uh, or like for or against your coach, um, I'm sure there's gets divided. I'm sure there's some guys who um, – are angry at John Gruden now. Um, there's some guys who um, feel like they were lied to a little bit. And uh, there's some people who take that stuff kind of serious. There's some people, probably black guys on the team, maybe lots of them, who maybe don't buy it 100%, don't, uh, aren't going to look at him any different. And maybe that's the way he's got, you know, he thinks some guys kind of talk. We had a caller today who called him and said he thought that Gruden got, what did he say? Done dirty. Done dirty. I mean, I don't know how he could have been done dirty when, again, we kind of did a little on today. Okay, so I don't know if you hear this. This is me typing out an email. Hello, Bruce Allen, comma, or a brother, my brother, Jay Gruden, comma. You know, um... So, isn't that John Gruden or that uh, that Roger Goodell a real pussy? He's a real fag. I mean, it's like you have to type this stuff out, like, you know, and then have the, you know, then you got to go back and spell check it, you know? <laughs> right. And, then, you know, um, yeah, spell check doesn't like faggot here. They want me to change it to something else. Maybe you should, coach. Nah. I'm going to hit that X. I'm going to stick with. I'm going to add it to my dictionary, actually. Hit send. Yeah, and I'm, then I'm going to hit send. So the process of, like, you know, uh, it wasn't voice voice to text. Send. They didn't have that 10 years ago, 8 years ago. John Gruden typed that shit out. Typed it. Looked at it and decided to send it. Lots of those types of, uh, of emails over and over and over again. And we probably don't know the half of it, Jake. So um, I don't feel sorry for John Gruden at all. Uh, he'll never work a damn day in the NFL again. He'll never coach a, a minute in the uh, college or the pros again. He'll never broadcast he'll another never game. He'll never broadcast again. See, that's how the Raiders got to where they are now. But how did the Broncos get to where they are now? What do you mean by that? So the Broncos, you know, this this three and two start, um, and how how they got to where they are. So the Broncos at um, three and two beat the Giants twenty seven to thirteen. You know, we great defense, um, a phenomenal start to their season. Twenty seven points. They look great against the Giants. Yeah. Um, followed suit by the the Jaguars win twenty three to thirteen. Um, and, and then the shutout against the Jets. Well, keep going. Shutout against the Jets, twenty six to zero. That was the their their best um, their best showing all season long. The the name of the game is consistency, right? Okay. Um, in the NFL, the best teams 
are consistent. The best players can be great week after week after week. Lamar Jackson didn't really look all that great in the first half of the game. And even into like as they're trying to figure the way out in the second half. Turns it on because he's an incredible player, maybe an all-time player, and goes for a performance for the ages, okay? And he does that kind of stuff. He's able to do that stuff every single week. Mahomes could go for 400 every single week. Herbert's now realizing he could throw three touchdowns and 300 every single week. Teddy can't do that, okay? But of those three guys that I mentioned, I, I, I was just rambling them off there. There's only about eight or ten guys in the earth, on the freaking planet of earth, who can do that. Okay, everyone else is trying to achieve that. And then once they can achieve that, they're trying to replicate it week after week after week after week. That's just the quarterback position. That's for every player at every job in the NFL, coaches, players. How do you find that consistency? How do you raise your level of play? Once you raise that level of play, how do you stay there and maintain there? Then that comes to the team. Right. To a team. So while the Broncos probably played a little over their head against those first three opponents, maybe they're not as bad as these last two losses as well, somewhere in the middle. Would we feel better about ourselves if we lost to the Giants but beat the Steelers? It'd be, well, it would feel the same. Well, again, the narrative, the arc, the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride would be a little bit different. I'm wondering. I'd have to really think about it. I'd have to really think about it. How would I feel? How would it be different? The, the numbers wouldn't be different. They'd be um, three and two. Mm-hmm. Ready to go four and two or be three and three. So the, just the truth of the matter is we don't know who and what still these Broncos, who and what they are this season. Have to beat the Raiders. They do. Um, it's like I said, like the flowers could grow back. You know what I mean? Like the, it'd be like, it'd be like, yeah. Uh, it's spring again. Yeah, it'd be we living the good life again. We would be through over a third of the season, four and two, and in playoff position. So that's the end of the podcast. Couldn't say any more, you know, any more how devastatingly and dramatically important this game is to the Broncos season, to their big picture, to their future, to their uh, future. As- the future, their aspirations to make the playoffs, to Teddy Bridgewater's football future here, just everything. This is that kind of game. This is a huge one. So we'll be back tomorrow with Broncos Blitz Podcast. Find it anywhere in the world podcast can be had. Uh, download, subscribe, um, rate, review. Uh, it's important, but you guys are making this podcast one of the biggest Broncos podcasts like on planet Earth, in the world, in the whole world. So thank you for that. We're going to continue to try to do a good job for you guys every single day. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.